Hey, hey, long time no talk. Well, we've on talked on the pod. No pod. Long We're time just, no pod. Yeah, this, this summer has just moved to a bi weekly podcast experience, which is okay. Okay. Yeah. Enjoying the sun out there, doing some deals. And we're back with another market minute. Yeah. And the market is something to talk about for sure. Oh. Isn't it? We are doing our quick segment called the market minute. We're going to cover everything you need to know about the Boston real estate market in 30 minutes or less. Everything to do with inflation, interest rates, inventory positions, and local market data. Brendan and Seth will cover it all. Covering it all. I can't As believe always, I can't believe that. Is that the first time it's worked without I, a, assistance? I hit the button. It was just moving yeah. on like it wasn't going to work. And lo and behold. Oh. Here today we're killing it right now we're killing it we are killing it so uh yeah listen it's been it's been a minute since the minute and uh listen what is the deal with interest rates brendan what's going on Uh, they're misbehaving no nobody knows nobody (laughs) nobody knows. knows in fact i think there was an article recently that i really enjoyed on mortgage news daily um, let me pull it back up here. It was um, rates are officially breaking the rules, but why? Right. This was supposed to be the week where a key inflation report would cast a vote on the fate of interest rate momentum. The vote was ostensibly friendly, but rates surged higher anyway. What gives? Thank you, Mortgage News Daily. What does give? Because everything's going in the right direction. And it ain't working. It ain't working out there. So, oh, uh, I think the Fed is uh, not going to be going in the right direction. Is what it sounds like. Is that the economy is still booming, and this recession that everybody's been uh, waiting for, like waiting for Guffman, is uh, just not arrived yet. I don't know who that is. Oh, dude, you continue your movie, to drop. Your you movie drop. references are horrible. So. That's true. I will go waiting for Guffman is from so like the many... same people go that ahead. did like best in show. Um, you haven't seen best in show. Nope. Keep going. Let's keep, let's oh. keep going. Hit me with them. Uh, like all the Dan Levy Don't and oh my God. And the one, the one, the lady who was in, um, oh shit. The one where they were in <laughs> Sicily and the year before that they were in Hawaii. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, Jennifer yes. Coolidge I, I is in it. That was, a, that was a television show. Yep. Uh, so anyway, Waiting for Guffman was like they were this little town hired this like White Lotus. Fancy Great show. White Lotus. Good show. Good show. Um, never mind. We won't get into Waiting for Guffman, but it's like. Did you catch the reel I, from Whitney Houston yet? Oh, I saw it. I'm just waiting yeah, for it to drop. I showed it. Be, I, I had people. I'll be a I had people in the office watch it. It will be a good one. Yeah. I'm, I'm so my buddy was at Home Goods, <laughs> and he was trying to buy something, and there was only one of them. And he went to go get a cart, and uh, while he went to get the cart, somebody else took his item, and he lost his shit oh. in Home Goods, and was like demanding the managers roll the tapes. And he's like, "Show me the tapes! Show me the tapes!" <laughs> and he was like. 
lose his mind. So we we always are like, Fitting. show me the receipts. I get it. I mean, Listen, it just I... comes in handy. Like there are so many instances where you could demand to be shown the receipts. I, you know, I will YouTube the clip just solely for the podcast's sake. Yeah. Um, I this may shock you, but my squirrel brain immediately forgot about that entire moment post podcast until I saw the reel. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Do listen. you know that Whitney and Bobby had a reality show? No, I didn't. That, know that. you can get on YouTube. It, it like one of the episodes is Bobby getting out of jail, and they're at like a Hilton in downtown Atlanta for like his conjugal post release visit. It is unreal, and then they go to like. I don't know. Um, someplace in the Bahamas. I, I, I mean, it imagine, is... imagine you're a listener who tuned in to just be just schooled with knowledge about the market minute, and we immediately are talking about Whitney and Bobby. Have just I don't even know. This is the best part about podcasting is somehow you said something where you had a good point. And for yeah. five minutes now, we've been talking about something that has yeah. nothing to do with anything. We've been talking about the recession that hasn't arrived. Right. And in fact, I was reading something yesterday that was Could calling pivot. it Could the pivot. rich. Yeah, the rich session. And oh, that, really? you know, typically. Yeah. So typically in a recession, uh, the job loss is usually on the blue collar side. And what we are seeing over the last seven to eight months is that the job loss has been in the white collar section. Uh, there has not been, there are still a lot of job openings. Um, but those folks that are affected, um, you know, are, are p- potentially, it, it wasn't clear if they are still unemployed. Um, some several hundred thousand job losses were announced in tech and finance, which unfortunately when, when for Boston, it was on CNBC. Uh, it was on the headline, and in fact, it is maybe still up. Yeah, as recession fears fade, we may experience a rich session instead. Here's what that means for you. Interesting. And that is on CNBC right now, sort of like below the headlines. So, you know, just the 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 whole thought that you know the the Fed's tightening of interest rates would effectively break the market and lead to a cooling off of of basically the rise in prices and inflation yeah has counterintuitively not materialized yet and it sounds like the end is not in sight the stock market is starting to cool off earnings are like target had their earnings today they didn't do so great uh i think they lowered their expectations for next quarter um you know it 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 is an interesting environment out there uh i think right now we are you know we're in the summer doldrums where people aren't paying attention i would assume the trading volume is lower than normal um you know most times when you see market crashes they tend to be in the fourth quarter uh cool down after the summer. Uh, I believe 2008 when we, when things really got going was late September, early October. Um, when, when the market really started to crash, I think 19, you think that's going to happen. I don't know. 1919 when the big crash, that was in October as well. October historically has been when markets crash. Um, so, 
you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's this year. Maybe it's not. You know, there's still a lot of talk about a soft landing. I think, um, yeah, I think, I think we're know, in a soft landing zone. I got to be honest with you. I, I think well, the thing that. I, I, why? Yeah, I'll, I'll, if you let me get a word in, I would tell you. So, um, Well, it's I, listen, called the word. <laughs> I, I think uh, the facts are this. Um, yes, inflation, I think, is hurting every household. I mean, personally, we're being significantly more conscious with our money than we've ever been in our life. You know, we're, we're attempting to set better budgets. We've pivoted how we eat, which was a huge part of everyone's, I think, I don't know about you, but like we went from eating out a lot to meal prep to making more meals at home, right? Like very cognizant of how we're spending our money because it's unbelievable what groceries cost, right? And what eating out costs. And so, we, uh, we're just being more conscious about that. At the same time, what we're not doing is we're not spending money in retail, right? And so you just mentioned a retail sec- sector. And obviously, like the people that I know in retail, it doesn't sound like it's the best environment right now. I think folks are, are spending less on the unnecessary items in their household, right? Uh, delaying further purchases. I'll give you another example. Like, uh, I'm sure you know this. We were going to purchase a new car for Jen. We've had it for four or five years. Time to do the trade-in, right? And uh, like we were thinking about it like, what's our interest rate now versus what's going to be the interest rate in that new car? Like, we're, we're all set. And I read another fun fact related more so to house buying. Like, every $50,000 in car debt you have right now, you're actually removing about a quarter million dollars in your buying power. Okay, so I saw that's that another fun today. fact. Right. So like that's yeah. that's compacting the housing market separately. But long story short, we're being more cognizant. Now, that being said, I, and I'm sure most people are doing that. The, the amount of money that the employed are making right now is up nine percent year over year statistically. Mm-hmm. So, sure, things cost more. Uh, but that's starting to wean down again. It's a year over year stat. And so, you know, that's the fun fact about year-over-year stats and curbing inflation. And, and listen, I'm no economist. I don't even understand how this works. But if it's year-over-year and or trailing 12 months, whatever it is, and you went up 30% one year and now you're comping over it, like, is does that mean? Doesn't that mean it's it's just not as not that much over last year? Because if it is, but it's that's really still, sucky compared to two years ago. Correct. It's, yeah. So like last year's multi- increase plus this year's increase. Yeah, plus the year before that's increased, right? So, yeah. Right. Um, this anyway. is why you don't have your money in a savings account in a bank, right? Like, it, like it gets right. devalued daily because everything else right. went up at a much higher rate than yeah. your interest in your bank account. Right. So, I think the folks that are still, I think there's still some budgetary constraints that people are are doing. But I mean, at the end of the day, some of that was frivolous spending in and of itself, and we're talking about. You know, all different peoples of net worth. I'm sure everyone's impacted, obviously, super differently. But the the folks that are at least in the home buying phase of things, their income's up almost 10%, right? Um, Outrunning inflation. And so, sure, things cost more money, but you're also making more money. So for that reason, I feel like it's less of a bigger deal on some of the higher income earners than it is, you know, obviously in the blue collar type stuff. So... Um, well, and I would think it's less of, you know, so it, it's more of a big deal too, if you're in an apartment and 100%. you're paying rent 
versus you want to buy a house, right? Like if you're in a house, you're kind of like you and Jen with your car, right? Like, could do you want a new car? Sure, they're fun. I love new cars. Want a new house? But yeah, right. But But we ain't moving. You know, you're in a you're in a great interest rate. Why would you like? You know, you and every other seller in the world is like, yeah, I'm all good. I'm gonna stick with this for a while. What I will tell you is, I think that I'm starting to see more of the. not caring about interest rates um, from the upsizer than I thought I would have. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, if you think about just my, like my family, young family, I mean, we moved to two yeah, two years ago, we have a killer rate, but we don't have that huge chunk of appreciation equity. We have some sure, but we don't have the 10 year chunk that the vast majority of, of uh, upsizers do right now. If you bought and, 2012, 13, 14, right? And as as your kids, like someone came into our open house this weekend and said, you know, 10 years ago when we bought, we had kids. Now we have adult kids. We need more, we need adult kid space. It's like, well said, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so now they're looking for bigger homes. They're looking for that second living room where the kids can have people over. They're looking for the pool with the yard, like where their kids can go enjoy themselves and be kids at home, Versus at someone else's house, right? So, and sure, they are perturbed at a seven and a quarter interest rate, but you know they also owe one hundred eighty thousand dollars on their now valued at seven hundred fifty thousand dollars house, and they're only going to be financing three or four hundred thousand dollars, and they'll suck it up, I think, right? So I saw way more of that the last few weeks than I did the previous six months. I think the tolerance is starting to fade. That being said, first time home buyer, it's tough out there. Right. Those. And and, and for that reason, I'm seeing more people shift into alternative housing. Like we had a lot of activity on our, it was multifamily listing and the people who bought it sold their single family. They sold it first because they could not get their offer accepted with a home sale contingency still in a hot market because we have no inventory. And secondly, they are, they are making the multifamily work for their family truly with generational living, not uh, like uh, house hacking parents, mother-in-law, father-in-law, people are moving in. And they're going to occupy the other two units as their single family. Because to get something of similar space, they'd be paying significantly more over their budget. So I think people are getting creative. And also, I think people are caring less. This had nothing to do with your comment about uh, affordability, (laughs) about uh, soft landing, but somehow we ended up on it. So, Um, And we, uh, we obviously know, I think, as long as the housing market stays strong, which inventory is starting to build. We, we were just talking about it offline. Single family homes mm-hmm. in Essex County alone is finally up to about 4,200 homes. You know, we barely sniffed 3,000 for a period of time, but it's still not enough inventory. For, for months, yeah. It's still not enough inventory. And yeah, so it is It is starting to build, not. which is good. And we don't know what the value of the, that inventory is, like where it falls from a pricing structure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I was actually just going to pull that real quick because I would, oh, I would, guarantee, I would guarantee it's still it's still the same skewing right? on the higher end yeah and you know it's funny we, we, i know we always look at essex county as in middlesex as kind of like the best a best um i don't know litmus test whatever you want to call it but as an example we we have a, a single family home in essex county right now it's close to a million dollars and that's that's the upsizer home that that we saw a lot of traffic at this past weekend um it was funny to me, like how many people were like not ready to move, but saw the property 
and are trying to put things in uh, in motion to make it happen. So it's a very interesting market yeah. out there. There's definitely a lot more patience from buyers um, mm -hmm. at the same time. So, okay. So what's your guess here? Let's see the low price. We, we were always uh, drawing the line at 750. Is that what it was? Yeah, we were calling anything under 750 in the affordable portion because there was really nothing much below 750. Right. So let's see here. Was it 750 or was it 800? I think we uh, uh pick. D dude, I thought we were doing 750. I thought we were doing 750. All right. right. Of the 3400? No, there's 4200 homes directionally on the market. 4200. Right okay. Mind you, the last time we did this um, there was like 3,000, okay? Yeah. We were teetering between 26 and 3,000 homes, and not even 10% of them were um, affordable under yep. that uh, under that $750,000 $750, price point. I want you to guess what it is right now. It's high. Um, 700. 1,964 homes. Wow. Okay, so what's that telling us about the market? That's a lot. That's a giant, giant increase. Change. Yeah. So that, so that means out of that 1,200 homes directionally that we've seen this bulk of inventory increase in Essex County, like a lot of them were these entry-level homes. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good for inventory. Yeah. But I also, I, I mean, I'm just shooting from the hip here. I think it tells two stories. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear what the stories are. Um, well, first off, why are they not sold? Well, that's my well. My <laughs> next question is: Can you see days on inventory, days yeah. on market rather of those? Yeah, hundred percent. Or average day on market in that price range? Yeah. Let's see. Because today's Wednesday. Is that <laughs> stuff that just came on? No. All right, hold hold on one second. <laughs> so, um, just a little retract. It's a little retraction. Oh, okay. Did we do the did we do the uh, query we have, wrong? We might have done all of the MLS. Oh, um, makes more yes. sense. So half of the homes on the market <laughs> out of the forty two hundred are under seven fifty. When we when we circle back to just Essex County, okay, yeah, there's three hundred ninety seven homes on the market. Okay, that's more in line with what we were seeing all fall, all yeah. all spring. Now, out of out of the, out it's of actually this, lower. It's lower it than lower. what we were seeing previously. Yeah, it was like six okay. or seven hundred historically. Mm -hmm. Out of out of the four hundred, let's say one hundred thirty-two are under seven hundred fifty thousand. Wow. Uh, so that's actually lower than it was before. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, um, hey Nick, let's cut cut this part out that we uh we talked we talked about this um because that is uh yeah it's still it's still a, a a huge issue from an inventory standpoint there's no question about it it's crazy man there's just no houses it, but there's a lot more inventory so the inventory is piling up at the higher price range um let me see let me see Tough to make that proclamation. Okay. Because I, I, I don't think piling up is 400 houses in the entire county. I thought you said there were 4,000 houses in the in, whole county. In Massachusetts MLS pin. 
we oh, usually, in Massachusetts, there's only 4,000. Yeah, so we, we, I've been trending this line when, yeah. we start, when we started doing this in the spring. Yeah. 22 to 2,500 houses is where we always, like, we're ebbing and flowing. It started to push to the high 2,000s as we started summer. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it finally hit 3,000 as we headed closer to the 4th of July. That's um, right. And in the last eight weeks, it's basically gone up another 30%. To forty two hundred homes, in all of all of MLS pin period Massachusetts, got it. Which obviously doesn't include the Cape MLS. Some of that stuff's duplicated, okay. but all right. That's that's a it's a really good measure of like Boston ish. We'll call it. Yeah, you know. Um, and then of those, how many total are for sale in Essex County? Uh, almost four hundred, and only one hundred thirty five under seven fifty. Got it. So the, the total number of homes has decreased in Essex County, and the total yeah. number of what we'll call affordable homes has decreased as well. By probably only about 40, 40 homes or so, but that's still like 20%. Yeah, my, I was doing the math wrong. I was, I was using the wrong denominator. I was using the statewide denominator for Essex County. I, I misunderstood yeah. how we were analyzing this data. I apologize. Well, I think Sorry I mis- to the listeners. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I mis- need mis- to disappoint you. I had oh, it, you let me in the wrong I, direction. I did. Yeah, I had it clicked oh, okay. on, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't add it over, and I started to panic when the, the data just literally seemed like fiction. So I wanted to. Correct, yeah, I wanted to, I I wanted like, to correct this myself. Is some crazy shit here. Yeah, whatever. We're just county. gonna post it anyway, guys. We yeah. make mistakes. It's all good. So yeah, um, but we usually get to the right answer. We did, and we did do that. Yeah. Just took three and a half minutes, right? So, um, so yeah. Listen, I think when it comes to, I'm just gonna do one more one more search here, because I I don't think it's piling up. I think that um, no, only in my mind where I thought we were doing four, right. where I I thought we had 3,700 houses left to deal with <laughs> right, in right, Essex right. County, and I was like, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, and and I do think that. Um, Still, from a year over year standpoint versus last this time last year. Now, remember, we've talked about this all summer long. This time last year is really, really where we started to see inventory um, start to probably peak because we went through eight weeks of interest rate rises. But in August of last year, interest rates slid to the low fives. That was yeah, the lowest they were for last went time. Off the shelves. Correct. Hot everything cakes. flew, and then it, flew. we went on a steady rise all the way through October, November, back to actually to where we are right now at seven and a quarter. So yep. we're at the one-year high of interest rates um, right now. So inventory from uh, a year-over-year standpoint, it's still down 20% snapping the chalk line. We're up mm-hmm. from where we were, to be clear, previous. All of Essex County, still only one month's supply. The average list price, $1.5 million, up 18%. So the wow. more expensive homes are actually coming to the market the average sale price is up four percent, so you're you've regained any losses of last year, um, and your your average list price of the properties that are sold, not listed, which is the one point five. That's what's on market right now. The yeah. ones that have sold is actually up almost eight um, percent. So they were close to that eight hundred thousand dollar mark at seven eighty seven. So slightly over that quote unquote whatever we want to call it, affordability range. Yeah. Um, just absolutely. Absolutely crazy. And things are still selling. At this time last year, they were selling at 106% list price to sale price. Sorry, sale price to list price. Um, yeah. We're still over right now at 103, 104% list to sale price, which is pretty crazy. 
Um, so, so we would d- call that a seller's market. 100%, yeah. And seller's market okay. for me is always just how much inventory is there. One month yeah. supply, you're in a seller's market all day. We'd have to break four or five months supply to really get to a, a buyer's market. And don't, don't get me wrong, those do exist in micro markets within the counties, right? But, um, and also just from a days on market, we are up 33% from 24 to 32 right now. But that's still a month. That's still bar- like barely on the fringe of price dropping <laughs> and the like. Um, yep. And days to offer is still within 20 days on average, which is, again, is up slightly year over year. And I think that's, that's the bigger story that we run into is like, in general right now, consumers have choices because inventory is a little bit better and more specifically i i find that buyers are are just simply hesitating right and i think you and i have talked about this a little bit offline but mm-hmm. like, and i've talked about it with my clients like the buyer who anybody can get a pre-approval right now in like two hours whether it's from sean's team anthony lapola jason deeb rocket mortgage whoever please don't do his rocket mortgage but whoever you can get one pretty quick yeah i and could make somebody, one on pdf you absolutely could. And I could update yeah. one as well, yeah. right? And like, yeah, I'll be like it, Seth it, it, Williams. Yeah. Right. So, loan officer extraordinaire. The, the <laughs> underwriter the of my is, dreams. The difference is when, you know, you get your offer accepted on a Sunday night, Monday morning, and you finally, hey, hello, loan officer, I, I got my, my offer accepted. Can you run the numbers for me? Like, people are freaking the fuck out because. <laughs> Because because uh, when they got uh, quoted, yesterday, yeah, when they got quoted, when they did the pre-approval, even two, three, four, or five weeks ago, whatever it was, you know, six and a half, and like there's there's a lot of shock and awe, and I and I've seen a lot of property go back on market. I've personally seen a lot of buyers just freak out, kind of flip the script. Hey, we're not going to move forward. Thanks anyway. Um, so that's been very interesting to watch too, and I think obviously, or, or at the new interest rate, they can't afford it, and their 100%. pre-approval isn't good. Right. So yeah. like, I think I told you about this, a house up the street for me two days before closing yeah, after the did. sellers moved out, went it back on the been, market for seller financing. They must have been yeah. floating that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's still on the market it has had a couple price drops. Like it's not looking great for that house. And yeah, then I had one yesterday where loan was approved. Buyers don't want to buy. They said, take the deposit. We're good. Stop. We out. Stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. That's so, not. You know, was it a big deposit? No. It was an FHA <laughs> loan. So yeah, it was, so it was you know, not huge, lower price point. But, it, I mean, we're supposed to close next week. So, you know, I don't know. And, and that's, it that's, was that's strange. atypical. Yep. It was very strange. No negotiating. Like, is it a, is it a cost thing? Is it something we can fix? Like, wouldn't respond. Sent a release, releasing the deposit to the seller, and like, wouldn't respond. Did they but sign? The the buyer signed it. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, the seller wants to sue them to, to enforce. You know, we had to have a tough conversation about how that's not that's a good thing. Luck. Good luck. Yeah. But they forfeit you know, they wave the white flag. That's why listen, we correct. talked about this in the buyer mini series. And yep. I understand some loan products. That's the unfortunate reality. And when right. I first bought my house, do you want to know what my deposits were? One thousand and two thousand dollars. I was so broke. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like I get it. It's all good. Yeah. Um shout out to Elizabeth Frower for taking my offer on that multifamily. <laughs> um, but 
at the end of the day, like that's why the big deposits matter. Cause I'm not yeah. walking away from 5%. You know, you're better off closing, cleaning it up, mm-hmm. reselling it. Maybe. But I think this market is creating, you know, these scenarios where like when you no get doubt. that loan back and it's like, it's gone up a point since, you know, you, you, you started talking about this or yeah. several points. Even, even know? more of the reason to echo, talk to your loan officer. If you're an you agent know? out there right now, you have to do your due diligence on the lender. Like yep. this is in 2021 where you just like take, take the best pre-approval or the, the dude, you know, or, or shove them to somebody, you know, like this is hard work right now where you have to do due diligence, make sure that everyone mm-hmm. is actually underwritten in advance and working with a reliable lender is super important as a realtor right now or a buyer. Right. So, or a seller, yeah. no doubt. Well, and if you're working with buyers, make sure that your buyers are talking to their loan officers on Fridays to find out how much they can afford that weekend, right? I, like when I, the interest I rates send, fluctuate this much, you know, you can't rely on last week's data. No, I, I sent this to uh, the team. I said, like, do not do not write an offer without getting an updated loan estimate right now. Mm-hmm. It's very important because yeah. I'd rather I'd rather not write the offer and everyone save their mental capacity and, yeah. and, and save the relationship of agent to agent then write an offer and have to retract 24 hours later because my client's scared about the numbers. Right? Yep. So getting that, you know, yeah. sorry to the, sorry to the LOs out there. We're making you work harder than ever. I'm sure. But like that, no one wants to do all that work and have something fall apart. So we're doing, we're doing our due diligence right now to set expectations across the board. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it's fluctuating so fast and moving so quickly that, you know, I don't yeah. think there's a choice. Now, you said something that was super interesting a little while ago about the $50,000 car loan taking away yeah. a $200,000 or or more sort buying of power. buying power. Yeah. T- tell me more about or, you know, let's get your opinion on how you think the reversal of the freeze on student loan payments Mm. is going to affect buying power for potentially the market that you're working with, right? Like first time home buyers that haven't had to have to make uh, um, um, loan payments in quite some time. You know, are you worried at all? Are you thinking about that? Are you talking to the team about that? We're not. Honestly, no. Okay. I think we're deferring to the loan officer as much as possible. I, I also don't know, and I don't know if you do. Um, I get to presume that even if you had that debt and it has an associated minimum payment, even though it's suspended, I got to imagine it's still counted against your debt to income. I I don't know the answer to that, but the right? way they're talking the way it, about it, it the way it shows up on credit, like, right? It shows yeah. the debt. It has to be calculated. They're going to want to see a statement. And if there's yeah. no payment due at this time, like if you're buying a house and that's a 30 year freaking mortgage, I, I would imagine it would be negligent of the loan officer to not factor that in, um, into your debt to income. I think part of the problem is regardless of the student debt, you know, there's loan products that you can go up to 49% debt to income, right? So sure. Again, everyone's making more money than ever folks with the degrees and the big student loans ideally have good jobs and everyone I think can still afford more house than they actually want. 
right? So there's a difference between me being pre-approved for a million and me wanting to spend a million. And I, and I don't think that, I don't think that, 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 um, release or whatever you want to call it of, of those payments comes back. I'd have to fact check that with a, with a a loan officer, but yeah, I, it would be very scary for them to have written loans and not factor that in and then have that resume and then put people over the debt to income. Right. But they, they, they may not. It also may be that they, um, that they can afford it on paper, but they don't like the ramifications of it, you know, sort of in reality, right? Like they, oh, they sure. were shopping, right? And there's, you know, they thought this $500 or 600 whatever a student loan payment is, is, you know, wasn't going to be a factor. And then it comes back and you're like, oh, now I don't want to spend $3,500 on a house. I'd rather yeah. spend 3000 a month, Wh- whatever the numbers are. I, I just, I think, I think I've read a little it, bit about it. I think you'll see it more on the other end. On the other end. I hope. Well, what I mean by that is it's, a lot of clients that I'm helping right now are in financial distress. Okay. okay so there's, I think there's a lot of people in financial distress who are thinking about selling their homes, refinancing their homes in an effort to pay off debt. Not, not mm-hmm. like my personal clients, but it's like a lot of the consultative conversations that we have. It's like, yeah. You're selling right now out of necessity, whether that's upsizing, you know, like the the D's we always talk about, diapers, divorce, um, degrees, um, diamonds, whatever you want to call it, right? Like yeah. death. Like you're you're selling for a reason. Um financial stress can be one of those where you liquidate and, and take the cash, right? So um I think that maybe there's gonna be people that have been living a certain lifestyle and as as uh, inflation continues to make them rejigger their budgets and then adding on like it's like insult to injury maybe that debt maybe that puts people in a bad place and i also don't think we've seen the ramifications of credit card debt in this country um which just broke i think a trillion for the first time ever yeah yeah um right that's very clear that people are living on cards and so i think there's gonna be a lot of other compounding factors that come in that hopefully uh, this is it's not hopefully it sounds bad it's like but hopefully that leads to some inventory release because people need to sell their house where they have equity and they can they can use that parachute but yeah i don't know i, don't, I haven't put too much thought into it um i mean honestly for the last 10 years as helping clients buy and sell student debt has been a thing and yeah. so um how long were they paused for like 18 months to two years uh since 20 like february or march of 2020 yeah, so I, I, I think it's more of like, I got to imagine it was still factored in. We'll we'll fact check that and we'll post it in the yeah, notes, right? Yeah, I, I would assume it was underwritten, but whether or not you, yeah. You like it or and, not. And the reason I, that's, that's my right. point, right? So now right. I go from, oh, I have to resume my $600 payment. I was already living on my AMX Platinum because I'm, I'm broke because of uh, all this other stuff and food costs too much money. Yeah. So I'm already living over yeah. budget. You know, my yeah. car payment because I got a new car, it's it's crazy right now. Like it's, yeah, I think it's that compounding stress that's going to result in a different type of shift. Now, if you if you have a house, luckily you can sell it and probably have some equity. If you rent, you're just screwed, right? right. You move further away and try and save some money, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, It'll and I heard this this morning in the context of retail sales, right? So, like one of the things the tailwind or the headwinds facing retail is that the consumer 
and the younger consumer is going to be hit with the re engagement of student loan debt. Right. So like target who had, you know, mediocre earnings and lowered their forecasts were talking about student loan debt coming back into being payment to potentially reducing their sales even further. So like, is this going to continue to uh, make retail even more decimated? I don't know. It's just interesting to watch. And then the other big thing that seems to have come out of nowhere again is the Chinese real estate sector is, you know, starting to see lots of defaults and then who's exposed to the, the, to the investment in Chinese real estate. Um, You know, it's like a bingo card. Like where's the, (laughs) where's the linchpin going to come? Like, is it Chinese real estate? Is it happens when I win bingo? (laughs) When you win bingo is like, you called it like you're a fucking genius is really what happens. You get, um, you get a, a new Yeti that says genius. Oh, good. I'll yeah. Keep, yeah. keep an eye out for that. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, we're hitting 35 minutes here. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap? Yeah. What are you seeing out there? Like what, what are your, what are your hot yeah. takes from hot, hot you know, take is every single time we hit this week. Yeah. Every, every single time rates sit at or go over seven, I think buyer activity falls off a cliff. Okay. Uh, open house attendees that I'm talking to the people who want to move, are are still they're still like showing up to look, but they are definitely not writing offers. Um, you know, I it's uh, it's interesting. I doubt we're in an inventory position where we see substantial price drops uh, from a year over year standpoint. But I do think that we will have to move prices down on certain properties that are um, out of reach, and I think that's just mm-hmm. based off um, a rate, right? So. Um, and I think also just from the listings that I have seen where we, we surged to like three, four, five offers again for a while. And I think we're back to onesies, twosies and things taking two, three weeks to move if they're priced well, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, with a, with a litany of contingencies and whatnot. So, but yeah, it's very interesting right now, but I would say, yeah, personally, the buyer activities definitely dropped off, um, a little bit out there. And I, I also think that's part of the time of year too, right? So just like when we talked about the 4th of July, weird time, we're running into it. What's looking to be like a very beautiful weekend. And when we have one more weekend, which is Labor Day, then hypothetically summer's over. Everyone's going to try and do something these next two weeks, right? Which is crazy. So just like around the 4th of July, I personally don't want to put anything on the market this week, knowing that we have one good weekend. And then the second weekend is Labor Day weekend. It's just not a great time to list at this point. I'd rather push into September. Um, and and uh, and see what happens with rates between now and then. Is your boat coming to Short Beach this weekend? I uh, cannot confirm nor to die. All right, I think it's well, too. Shallow let me know if there. it does. No, it's not. It's... They uh, boats hang out there all weekend. For real? Yeah, oh yeah, it's like a big a big spot for people to hang out in their boats. Interesting. I Shore just remember Beach, that... the one like all the way around. Yeah. Like sort of by my house. Not Hot Beach. No, Short it's Beach. the second. Like the, it's the it's the second it's coven. The second coven, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What's the what's the bottom like there? Sand. All right. All sand. Maybe. No rock. No rock in the middle. Tons of Pretty, boats. Really? Send send yeah. me a photo. I'll send you a photo. I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah. Do some depths. Do some. Depth I think we're going starting. to the. I think we're going to the beach this weekend. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. I'll be, 
Um, yeah. No, we have open houses, I think. So, um, um, well, but yeah, I think it's definitely, um, we're definitely bringing some more inventory to the market, which is good. Um, and it's, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people move out of state, which is interesting. Um, I'd say like one out of three clients right now are moving out of state, which is very, very unique. And, and do you know where they're going? All uh, different south. places, or is there yeah, south. south? Yeah, that's southeast, south, uh, Midwest. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't so, know, man. I I I could move out. Of, I could move out. Of I just state think sometime. it's the cost of living, right? Like, yeah. you sell you sell a seven hundred thousand dollar townhouse here, you can go buy a mansion for four or five hundred thousand dollars and put some money in the bank and lower your cost of living and pay less taxes, and maybe pay no income tax. Um, Where are we weather. doing that? You know, Sign me up. There's just a lot. There's I think I think that's the type of like financial pressure that people are in post COVID yeah. like I can work, yeah. I can work anywhere. And I still think that we're, we're still going through a little bit of that, um, in the market. So, um, all right, cool. I want right, to, I want to well, do that. All right. Well, listen, I think you should, you should, yeah. Life's too short, man. So, uh, good catching up with you, man, uh, on another Likewise. market minute. And, uh, I think we got a couple of killer guests coming up on the regular word podcast here. We're pretty pinned. <laughs> from here through we october. are we're good through like october we gotta get crazy. back on i'll get back on that next week and uh right. crazy town see what we can do uh all right man Deuces. all right thanks man thanks for tuning in to another episode of the word podcast market minute everything you need to know about the real estate market in the greater boston area in 30 minutes or less do us a favor if you like today's content give us the like comment subscribe and make sure you share this podcast with a friend <laughs>